This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. She made her ex up in the Sims. What else? What else? Ben Schwartz won't answer questions. What else? It's unbelievable. John Wolf to struck again. What else? Glow. Yeah, Jake Hurwitz and Amir Bloom. Orlando Bloom, you mean? Orlando. Not Orlando, but they magic though. Me undies, never having camel toe. Ted Bundy, yeah, cause I kill the flow, but you already know. Fake names, real questions, confessions, learn lessons, unprofessional. Yeah, but the more you know, Carpe Diem, gotta seize the cheese, but I need some help with the birds and the bees. Bad me, not bad you, but you do you. And this is the part why I bid you adieu. And hand the mic over to these two Jews, cause this is if I were you. Yeah, cause this is if I were you. Wow. That was tight, man. That was actually a really good flow. I taught this guy a lot. Um, what do you mean? His name is Matthew. Matthew. And you taught him, you said? I just taught him shit, like flow and shit, beats and you stuff like him. that. How do you know him? Um, oh, his rap name is MCMR, which I think I taught him. No. And then I Attached, you... you'll find, yeah, theme song. Oh, it's a parody of Low Life by Future and The Weeknd. Oh, cool. Two other guys that are sort of under my tutelage. What's, <laughs> and what's, then, hey, oh, this hey, guy I was gonna let I was gonna let it slide with MCM. <laughs> you don't. Sorry, future and the weekend. You yeah, think? you know that song that goes. Ask me if I do this every day, and often. Yeah, you think you came up with that for them? I think I taught them how to do. Like I didn't teach them how to say the lines, but I taught them to be like, "All right, how what do you do? You do what do you do often?" What do you do off? You taught, so it is you leading them into writing it. Right? <laughs> this guy's this guy has a SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash MCMR music. So if you want to hear more of that tight, tight flow, check out MC uh, SoundCloud.com slash MCMR music. Very tight. Um We this is a a first for us. We we thought we'd be able to use one of our live shows for today's episode. Silly us. We thought of the four shows that we recorded in this past week, we would be able to use one of to them. use one. For whatever reason or another, not even worth getting into. Um, uh, we, those, those episodes will exist as a special moment between us and the audience that day, and that makes it all the more special. Which is kind of beautiful. Yeah. I'm into that. Uh, we landed as soon as we could, rushed home, and now we're recording, and we're just going to upload it straight up 
straight yeah. up online. So we've been traveling for 12 straight hours, and now the ride really begins. Exactly right. Because this is it's, it's a good recap episode, because we just experienced their shows in Washington. That's it, true. In Brooklyn, in Boston, in New Haven. Four shows, four cities, five nights. We're... Magic. We're... Uh, what's what's after hungover? Like if you're hungover a lot, dead. I'm fr- I guess fried. Oh yeah, you're more just like sizzled. I feel a little empty. Oh, I see. I feel just like like you had a certain amount of joy in your body, and you used so much of it over the last six days. I'm spent, especially because it wasn't just like your typical tour where we just party. It was like party perform, and also I saw my parents oh yeah it was like a homecoming show in brooklyn we had like all of our friends and family there our best friends were all there then in new haven you had your literally extended family there yeah yeah Uh, and then we also had allison on the show so we had like so many different like emotional energies so much joy Mm -hmm. here there reunion joy performance joy in brooklyn we showed the first two episodes of Lonely and Horny. Oh, that was maybe... It's really tough to think about highlights for the show. That's probably up there. Yeah. Uh, we started in D.C., which was one of the best shows. I mean, they're all great, so it's weird to say one of the best. They're yeah. all, they were all tied for the best show. The D.C. theater was really awesome. The Howard Theater was awesome. The D.C. show had some of my favorite jokes. There was that guy who brought... A, this guy, he yelled the name Chinry yeah. when we asked for names. <laughs> and I was curious, and I asked him about the name Chinry, and then he confided in us that he had made a list of six names. That's right. So, so reading all six of the names that he had written down was really fun. Do you remember some of the other names that he was going to yell? Uh, I think one of them was Vag. Yeah, the last one was Vag. Yeah. No, the the fifth one was Vag, and we're like, what about the sixth one? He's like, well, Vag women. Vag was a woman's name as Oh, right, he five. wrote Vag twice. Yeah, and Vag is a guy's name was number six. You really had to be there. <laughs> well, actually, I, still, I think that's funny, kind of regardless. And then DC on Wednesday night was really fun, randomly. We thought Wednesday would be more of a chill night. Yeah. But we spent, um, I know I spent $80 getting into a, a bar club that I lasted four minutes in. I, I, I turned yep. right around. I I spent forty dollars getting in there. Yeah, I wonder if we could have just asked. How does the refund policy work when if it's just, just a, a bar club? We went straight from there to that place that did the chili hot dogs, like the, the cheese fries. Oh yeah, that place that was, was great. Dope. That was like a, a perfect, like just walking out at one thirty and seeing this like greasy ass chili cheese dog yeah. place. That's a twenty four hour like DC staple. Oh, the whose dime, name dude. I completely forget. Me too, because I was trashed. <laughs> uh, and I. This, I guess, isn't even a performance thing, but I will say I love traveling by train. That's maybe my favorite thing about performing on the East Coast. Mm. That Acela. Oh, my God. Just a, it's just so like efficient, streamlined, beautiful. Yeah, I don't know why I get carsick looking like doing work in cars, but on a train, which is pretty like, you know, rocky just as a car is. Yeah. You I feel just, fine. Yeah, I don't know where that is. Yeah, train from D.C. to Brooklyn. Uh, and then the Brooklyn show was just crazy. Yeah, we had that really tight Airbnb. Oh, great, great, great venue, great Airbnb. The place was overflowing. We had With sold it out. Friends, family. Yeah, we had a guest list. They were like, all right, 25 names. We're like, all right, done. We have it at 28, but that should be fine. Good to go. And then by the time we got to Brooklyn, we had to add like 17 more names. Yeah. So we had a list of like 45, and they're like, we have to just charge you for the extra names. So we're like starting to pay for our friends to get in because yeah. I feel bad being like, actually, the show's sold out. Sorry, it's Amir always, Cohen. Right. It's always easy because like people 
when you have a, an infinite guest list, which it sort of seems like in the beginning when you can add 25 people, yeah, people ask for friends of friends, and you're like, oh, yeah, sure, they're on the list. Yeah. And then like your best friends are the ones that don't add, ask. They're the, they're the ones that just like come that like day of and they text you like hey i'm downstairs can i get in <laughs> yeah or as i was walking on stage sarah's like hey i'm gonna get there late I, I should have no problem getting in right i'm like i don't i don't know i think not i hope not i think you could text anybody else and they should be able to let you in yeah fortunately we got them all in we uh we showed that's when lonely and horny came out so nobody had seen the first episode right showing them the first two ep- episodes i was super nervous yeah so nervous when the first one came on and then, like, the first joke, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't bought it yet. I don't know why I haven't, but I don't want to spoil it. But the first joke, like, landed, and I was like, oh, thank God. If they like this. But, yeah. That sets the tone. Uh, you can still uh, pre-order. I oh, know. sorry. I should say order now. Pre-order is over. You can still watch Lonely and Horny at Vimeo.com slash Lonely and Horny. Order it. Get the whole thing. Uh, first two episodes online now. Next two on Friday. The next but, two yeah, are also very awesome. By the way, this one's uh, the New York Times... Uh, told us that it was worth streaming so, so i don't know if they're you actually trust a that. pretty widely read <laughs> publication i don't know if you guys read the jew york crimes but uh they seem to like it yeah uh, the very least, if you like it half as much as my parents <laughs> do when we're in the new york times then you'll you have you've already ordered it yeah uh from brooklyn we went on to boston and we thought brooklyn was crazy until we got to boston yeah boston was this sort of uh Insane Bacchanalian. Yeah, Boston was a Saturday night vibe. Yes. Uh, the crowd was kind of crazier, drunker. Uh, I think Boston in general is a drunker city. Yeah. And the fact that the show started Saturday night at 10 uh, fed into that vibe. Yep. Um, so we I, we usually are like drinking whiskey throughout the night. This show, Boston, we were drinking vodka Red Bull backstage. <laughs> yeah. And then, which was a dangerous stage. game. It really was. But uh, I, it was a really great show. Super uh, fun. We did our. Uh, oh shoot! I forgot to. <laughs> uh, we got to uh, hang out uh, on Harvard's campus. Yeah. Um, before the show, right? We went to the Harvard Lampoon and met all the fine ladies and gentlemen who work there. Right. Harvard Lampoon being a the the the. The institution, yeah, the the literary magazine, yeah, uh, and uh, you know people like Conan have uh, written for it or yeah. he ran it or whatever. I bet. Anyway, um, so that was an exciting place to be inside of. Yeah, you have we, to be invited, and we got inducted. We are now honorary yeah. members. We were we did the abridged version of the hazing. I think it was hazing. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a secret thing, so we can't even talk about it. We were but definitely they... locked in the basement for nine days. <laughs> and we all had to, we, if we threw up into a giant trash can in the middle of the room. Yeah, we had to cry ourselves out. Uh, we had to fill it up with our own tears and swim to safety. Uh, it really it really was like uh, some kind of crazy hazing ritual. Yeah, that kind of stuff doesn't happen on the West Coast because like the hazing rituals are older than uh, Los Angeles. Right. So, like, the Harvard started before America did. So, their mm-hmm. traditions and uh, customs are several hundred years old. Yeah. So, it's, I think if we went to, like, the University of Phoenix yeah. and <laughs> anyone tried to haze me, I would be like, yeah. uh, this isn't really, like, 
it, it, I'm good. It doesn't have a lot of historical merit. <laughs> yeah. Not like people that I respect as comedy idols and icons <laughs> haven't also endured it. So I'm not going to. Yeah. Especially because I think University of Phoenix is like an online school. So, like, imagine that. Yeah. Like, we're just, like, you're, you're cyber cyberbullying. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, and then we were invited to a party after the show, which we're a little bit on the fence about. Because, you know, mm-hmm. when, you were, when you're invited to a college party, it sounds exciting in your, my brain. Right. Because I'm like, oh, college party, that sounds pretty fun. And then, like, uh, as we leave and do the show, there's a little bit of the self-doubt. Wait a minute. I'm 33. Right. And when I went to college parties and i saw a 33 year old it wasn't i pretty. felt bad for him yeah why is he there and people might have felt bad for us but we were having way too much fun to care <laughs> oh we should say that we did go to the party oh yeah so we went to the party uh it was a party at uh there's these are not secret details right i don't think i mean no i think that the final clubs are all like yeah that's it's it was part of the social network one movie it yeah it's basically like a co-ed fraternity society of sorts Having a big themed party. We are gentlemen of Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> We're members of the Lampoon. We can go to the finals club. Let us in. I, I've never seen a, a college party with a legit bouncer. Yeah, Usually it's like bouncers. another 21-year-old. And yeah, I think like as soon as I walked in for the rest of the night, I had a bottle of champagne in my hand. Right. We're dancing on tables. It was a stinky, sweaty... Dave and Marty... Oh, by the way, Dave uh, surprised <laughs> everyone in Boston and performed with us. Yeah, he came out for a couple questions. The milkman himself, which was really great. Uh, and then he came with us to this party. Right. <laughs> it's like the... Just like all of the craziest shit in the world, there were these two giant ice luges. One oh, yeah. was shaped like a naked body of a woman, yeah. and the other one was shaped like a giant dick. Sure. So you had to like you know perform oral sex to uh, get your vodka, right? Uh, anyway, so we did that, and then upstairs there was just this like huge, you know, amazing dining room table or something, and a DJ, and just hundreds of kids dancing, <laughs> sweating. The theme of the party is Euro trash. Yeah. So everyone's dressed up in these crazy costumes. Uh huh. Um, was it I'm illegal? Turning, I, I, what's that? Was it illegal that we were there? Maybe. I was. So I was. I was dancing with somebody. Uh huh. And in front of me, just like the most insane <laughs> shit is happening. Just like you know, people making out, people grinding on the dance floor, people jumping around. Uh, and I'm like, this is crazy. And then the girl says to me your friends are getting really lit. <laughs> and I turned around, and Dave and Marty are both shirtless. <laughs> it was really hot, to be uh, fair. Dave is like sitting on the table, and Marty is over him, standing on the table, pretending to, I guess, skull fuck him. <laughs> turned down for what? So as crazy as everything that was happening in front of me, behind they are yeah they're taking it too far <laughs> which, is, which is hard to do as someone 10 years older than everyone there yeah uh so that was a fun little exciting night and then after that imagine that after everything we've talked about and discussed the chili cheese fries the live shows the nights out the the party uh, at harvard we get on a train again Yep. And we're off to New Haven. And we go and get picked up by my mother. <laughs> That's right. Your mommy picks us up. Your daddy gives us sandwiches. We walk around Yale for a nice little Sunday. A nice Sunday stroll. And we get to perform yeah, one more time, yet again that night. Uh, Pistol Wave in New Haven, the homecoming uh, show for the boy. With, and for Allison Williams. It was yeah. her homecoming show, too. Right. So your family was there. Allison was there. Uh, new friends, old friends uh, carrying us 
Threw one last night. Yeah, that was the night where I only had two whiskeys. Oh, smart. Yeah. At that point, like it doesn't, it it evaporates I, before it hits your stomach. I, yeah, I honestly don't even. I probably could have had like ten whiskeys and just been fine, so even keel. This is when we have to like start eating, like reintroducing green things to our oh, diet dude. again slowly. Like when was the last time you had like a, I guess anything that isn't. I don't think I've eaten a food that wasn't yellow or brown in the last it was <laughs> seven days. On the sandwich that my dad made. Oh yeah, a, a buttery, fatty uh, vegetable uh, sort. Yeah, but I haven't had like a salad or a or I don't a even fruit. Know if I've had fruit. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's all been it's been bananas, garbage. bagels, and French fries for about oh, six well, that's days a straight. True banana. That's yeah, yeah bananas solid. are good. Pizza. I mean, it's yeah. It's been cheat week, dude. I'm very excited to just have. A smoothie yeah. and some salad, but like after, like for lunch, like this still counts as the cheat week, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, because it's still it's not a Sunday for us, but it feels like it's. I'm a gonna Sunday. have a disgusting dinner. Yeah, because this is like our last send off. I think I'm gonna get a burrito. Tonight. Oh, that's good. So like a uh, a uh, thing. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I look look at like that. my stomach looks like Dave's stomach right now. <laughs> Didn't you say Dave negged you after the show? Oh yeah, Dave. We had like such a fun <laughs> night. Such a fun. This is also before we went to the party, and I was kind of miserable at the first bar that we went to uh, because you were just joking for the party. Yeah, because well, I wanted to go to the party. I was like, "What is this? What are we doing? Why are we not at the party? I don't like this. This is not the party. We should go to the party." Yeah, and and uh, Marty's promising me we're going to go to the party. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that slipping away. Yeah, I could see us not going like to this sand party. through your fingernails. Yeah, this party. Like, because I'm, if you, we're leaving in half an hour. We're going to leave in half an hour. Then half an hour comes up. It's like you really want to leave. Yeah, it's, it's already twelve thirty. Sure. I'm. Uh, I, so I was. I was feeding for this party anyway. So I'm already in. Like, so Dave, you're anxious. Yeah, I'm anxious. But Dave and I, we had such a fun night. We performed together, and Dave starts going. <laughs> he's like, "You're kind of a loser, aren't you?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I don't want to do this. Stop." He's like, "No, you're." You're you're a bit of a loser, don't you think? When did that happen? Like, when did you become a loser? You used to be so cool. Don't you remember? <laughs> Dave loves trying to figure out what the small voice of self-doubt is going on in your brain and putting a megaphone up to his own asshole and yeah. farting it so loudly that you can only hear that self-doubt. And, like, frame it as something, like, that's not even, like, you're a, you're a loser. Like, then I could say you're a loser back. Yeah. But to say... You're a bit of a loser, don't you think? <laughs> that now is have... sort of, everybody sort of thinks that. <laughs> now I have to answer that question, and I can't say, no, I'm not a loser. So, like, yeah, I guess I'm a little bit of a loser. You don't have any fun, do you, Jake? <laughs> and then he's he notices the rip in the fabric, and that's all he needs. Right. He needs that small tear yeah, before he reaction. can rip the whole thing over. He He's a needle man. <laughs> he's Dave yeah. Needleman. Uh, so that was our week. Yeah, and uh, and then and then thing, oh, I, we also forgot just because we're talking about Dave as the guest, Ben yeah. as the guest in Brooklyn. Yeah, Ben came out and surprised everyone in Brooklyn, ben surprised everybody. And that was I think Allison. the loudest we've heard a crowd, uh, for real. And uh, Allison like absolutely destroyed New Haven. She gave us that shot. The, yeah. The first thing I forgot about that, so I did drink a lot in New Haven. The yeah. very first thing Allison did when she came out on stage was give us something called the last shot. Yeah, I didn't realize that where we were performing was such a Yale uh, staple more than just like a New Haven staple. Oh yeah, it's like uh, well, I mean, it's on Yale's campus. Oh, is it? Yeah, basically everything in. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. New Haven's pretty big, but 
where we were is is Yale's campus. Mostly across Yale's. From, across from Toad's is uh, Yale dorms, I think. Right. Uh, and... It's just imagine a place that has the stickiest grounds ever. Like just thirty years of sloppiness occurred there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been kicked out of Toads. I it definitely once and maybe twice. Imagine the job of being a bouncer at a college bar. You have to like either love that shit. I think like a Dave type person where he like gets off to like telling little kids what to do yeah yeah like when it's time for to kick them out i think yeah. it's really fun but you have to kick out so many people every week every day isn't it twice a week that they have parties there well I'm, they have shows i think almost every night oh. uh they have they have specific parties on like wednesday and saturday and then what was the band that you said you saw there it was a sublime cover band sublime cover band bad fish yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was when i got kicked out actually for one just being too too you i was with my friend who was throwing up in the bathroom yeah and i guess you're not allowed to do, you're not really <laughs> you're probably allowed to do that but like also if they see that you're too drunk and you're like not 21 yeah like, they have like a lot of tolerance for <laughs> that's the two strikes yeah. too drunk and not 21 yeah um fortunately nobody puked i think at our show uh yeah i would be surprised to find out if somebody did um all right that's the that's the week-long recap uh but what is this podcast in general let's talk about the flight what'd you watch oh great question i was uh binging <laughs> i really was binging you were binge eating on the flight i was you, binge eating you ate two sleeves of pringles <laughs> six tennis ball canisters of pringles uh, and then i said i'll have the rest of the peanuts whatever went uneaten <laughs> just put them into little plastic cups Give and start feeding them eat. to me uh, it was economy comfort indeed, yeah. and we were very comfortable. I assure you, we were that. quite economic. Uh, so this, uh, what you're listening to right now, is, aside from being a recap, it's an advice podcast. That's right. It's actually the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by Jake and I. Mm-hmm. Um, we are getting real emails from real people trying to preserve their anonymity, so we're going to give them fake names. We went through a lot of questions this week, but there were some questions uh, that we figured would be better for. Our, an intimate setting, not quite a live show. There's a subtle difference. Yes. Questions have to be a bit sillier, bigger, broader for the live audience. But here we can talk about real shit. Finally. So how about this for a real shit? Um, guy's name? Um, let's try to use guys who were part of our tour. Okay. Okay, so first guy's name that I can think of, sure, um, is oh, what's um, uh, Charlie, one of our contacts at one of the venues. Oh, that was great. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie helped us get in and load. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So Charlie writes, "I'm a 16 year old from Canada, and here's my problem. Ever since elementary school, I was branded a gifted child, and I've been enrolled in higher level classes because of it." My verbal production is in the 99.7th percentile, which leaves me unable to relate to my peers. The level of discourse in a typical high school conversation is so low that I pretend to be engaged and find stuff funny, etc., in order to fit in. I seem to be in between the nerds and the normal people with my interests. For example, I enjoy competitive sports, but I don't like pop culture, video games, and I am disinterested with high school drama. This means that I have the uh, little in common with the elite students. How far should I go to mask my personality and change who I am in order to be accepted? Is it okay to maintain this false pretense of being normal in order to get pussy from time to time? <laughs> Thanks. Love, Charlie. Uh, okay. 
So this guy from Mensa wants to know <laughs> if he's allowed to play an average Joe every time he wants to finger bang somebody. Yeah, I don't think you can say percentile and pussy in the same question. Right. You, you have to choose one or the other. Say one, you don't get the other. Are you a guy in the 99.7th percentile in verbal production? You know what we have to do? We have to... Uh, we have to neg him and beat his intellect down until he feels because this guy's been told he's highly gifted his whole life right and it went to his head yeah let's just let's just tell you you're maybe gifted yeah i wouldn't say highly dude yeah you're you're what 16 and you're saying shit like uh 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 actually this is really well written yeah he, yeah he i'd actually a good vocabulary fuck, i'd bump it up to the 99.8 percent. i wouldn't let him finger me really yeah <laughs> yeah whether he masked his personality or not i guess there's a certain point where his intelligence is going to be a help not a hindrance and i think there's a chance that it's during high school it could be now that what I mean, people don't... Oh, they start liking ner- nerds? Yeah, people like people who are smart all the time. You have to be dumb in other ways to be a huge loser in high school. So the idea that like nerds are smart and uncool, uh, is that sort of fake? Is it like, if you're attractive, you're cool whether you're smart or not? There are plenty of popular kids at my school who are like really good at football and really smart. Yeah. And they like did class government type shit right so you could be a person like that but then also but then i think nerds are like i don't get girls because i'm so smart like no you don't get girls because you are are skinny and you dress bad yeah you're just blaming your intelligence but you're smart enough to know that that's not actually true your brain is good but your looks are bad yeah you don't think that if you were dumber, it would be better. If anything, that's the only thing you can hang your hat on right now. Yeah. Soak it in. Embrace it. I you know need the, the smarts. The future is brighter. Uh, but there's two kinds of smarts, as as everybody knows. There's like street smart, somebody who's cool, somebody who's like not always overthinking things. You're just like a chill dude. Right. And is then there's people. Or is that, that's just your attitude, though. That's, I think you have to be like, it's some social intelligence where like, you know where there's a group of four and somebody's acting weird and three people know and one person doesn't? Yeah. So like, it's, it's about not being that one guy. Right. Like I, there was, I won't say names, names, but there was a part this weekend where somebody was acting a little weird Mm. and it was just like so noticeable except for that weird person. What, wait, was it me? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's, that's the problem. It was actually me. When was it? Uh, I'll tell you during the break. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Never mind. I was uh, there. But it just, it's, it's just about little things like that. Like, and it, it doesn't have to do with liking pop culture, video games, or high school drama. I don't I like uh, video games. and I mean, I love high school drama, sure. <laughs> Still, to And I was day. invited to a fucking college party, dude. So I, I actually... <laughs> high school drama's... Kind of my favorite. <laughs> I really like high school drama and high school musical and high school the musical. Uh, so what should he do? Uh, should he change, mask my personality? I don't think you can do that. I really don't think you can mask your personality. Right. You can actively become a better person, but if you're... But he's not a bad person because he's not smart. I guess maybe the problem to me is that like it. it sounds like he's being a little elitist where he's like... I don't find any of the same things interesting or cool as my other friends. I wasn't terribly smart in high school, but I also didn't like 
uh, drama. Right. I mean, the theater geeks were such nerds, right? Is yeah. that what he means? Well, the problem he is... He doesn't he's... like the drama club? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, good. And, uh, there's, there's things other than intelligence that you can uh, find in people. So, like, if you're so smart, dude, why don't you realize that you don't have to be smart to be, like considered cool you can get along with somebody who does love pop culture does love video games is interested in high school drama everybody regardless of how smart you are there's always something that that person knows more than you about right also i think a lot of people really dislike high school or don't really know how to handle high school right and i think that's not because everybody at your high school likes all the same things i think people like many varied things so just find something that you really truly like and then you find the people who like the same thing right everybody in high school thinks that they're everybody's the same except for them but everybody thinks that and everybody is that everybody's their own actual unique individual person it's just about finding people who are the most like-minded aren't there other higher level i mean you're in a higher level class what about the other kids in that higher level class the kids that i hung out with in high school uh we're like the other like quote unquote higher level class people like i hung out with the kids in like my ap classes because i wasn't cool enough to hang out with the kids who weren't in ap classes yeah and that was my little niche that was my bubble those are my buddies those are my friends yeah just be, you could be friends with the other smart people uh and then i guess it doesn't help that he like really wants pussy but smart people hook up with each other too it's a little weird that he said maintain a false pretense in order to get pussy from time to time. Yeah, it's, not, it's almost like he get? duped us the entire email of like, <laughs> oh, this guy's actually pretty intelligent. Like, can I trick people? <laughs> See, we all do want the same things. You're concerned, you're concerned, you're concerned. How do I lie to get pussy? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then the, the, the question that everybody asked that this guy actually wrote down is, is it okay to maintain a false pretense of being normal in order to get pussy? That's the question on everybody's mind. And I don't know what the answer is, but I will at least tell you that other guys in your high school also want pussy. So you can bond with anybody in high school over that. Yeah. Bond over the P. Bond over your shared desire for pussy and the fact that you're not getting any. That's what high school is. (laughs) Yeah, there's not a lot of 16-year-olds hooking up, are there? Honestly, who knows what the kids are doing these days. When I was in high school, it seemed like people didn't... It wasn't happening a ton. Yeah, and we're talking about kids... And with my friends, it wasn't happening at all. We're talking about kids that were born in the year 2000, so... We are, we, I suddenly, I feel like the college party is for me. Like, those were my peoples. Those people were born in 1997. Like, <laughs> those are my homies. These, these millennials, I don't know. I can't keep track of them. Yeah, they're uh, wily. Uh, all right, let's take a break and uh, come back, answer maybe a few more questions. And then we got to upload this shit, dude. It's, it's almost, we're almost at a, at a Monday. Yeah, shit. Let's do it. We'll be back. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. 
Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness it's nah. a it's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non-movement good. movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it should to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Hey, we're back. This is the first podcast episode we've released since Lonely and Horny came out. Yes. So we can officially thank people not only for watching it, but for giving us uh, their, 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 um, I want to say mostly praise. Uh, we've heard nothing but, uh, thoughtful comments from everybody. Uh, and fortunately for us, you guys seem to be digging it so far. Thank you very, very much for Uh, your support and your positivity. We're all up on the subreddit. Uh, people are already using inside jokes, uh, from episodes one and two. 
I'm uh, the only one that I am. At first, I was a little scared to release two a week instead of like the whole damn thing at the same damn time. Right. But now I kind of like it. Like now people are getting used to episodes one and two. And then on Friday, episodes three and four are going to seem like fresh and new and exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for three and four to come out. I'm excited for like every every couple is like a, a kind of a nice little like uh duo yeah and man it's so fun to see the subreddit come alive again yeah with new content new video content yeah it's it's fucking great uh and um not only over uh how much you guys like the jokes or whatever but we have to thank bobby our dp for making it look so beautiful because that's one of the main compliments we've gotten is how true this looks like a real tv show this looks like a real movie yeah uh and it's because we used all the same equipment uh facilities and pre-production post-production as a movie would but the Uh, other thing all we had that was the same as a real production i think is the lenses right so it goes a a lot to the credit of the producers jillian jask and alex kerna the brevity wit crew yeah and bobby's whole team i don't know everybody just like took the small budget that we had and made everything look really good yeah you don't need 21 million dollars you just need 15 million dollars to make right. something like lonely and horny <laughs> i wish <laughs> uh so thanks everybody who's checked it out so far uh lonely and or vimeo.com slash lonely and horny orders are still rolling in uh we appreciate yeah, you're, it you're not too late you're only too late for the 15 percent off but you know what that's just a couple bucks I'll Venmo you two fifty. What costs fifteen dollars? That seems sort of insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Or yeah. When you look at it, uh, it yeah, because a lot of people are like, 15. "It's fourteen ninety nine. That's like a pr- that's a big pill to swallow." Right. And then we can be like, "It's not that much. That's the price of uh, a large pizza." Oh, that's good. But the pizza will fill me up. Lonely and horny leaves me empty and wanting more food. Uh, well, actually, it will fill your heart. With love. Oh. And it will fill your life with joy. Fuck it, we'll give you a pizza instead. With laughter, and I'll have pepperoni, <laughs> mushroom, and sausage on my lonely and horny video order. Uh, thank you. You could get a pizza and watch Lonely and Horny. That'd be a, uh, kind of a fun activity. Yeah. Oh, that's like a good rainy day activity. Send us a selfie of you eating pizza <laughs> and watching Lonely and Horny. I'm getting lots of snaps, getting lots of tweets, getting lots of Facebook yeah. messages. People are digging it so far. I'm trying to open every single snap I get. So people, it's to me, it's almost like favoriting a tweet. It's acknowledging. It's like, I saw this and I read it and I appreciate you. Yeah. And if you have seen it, and you, you, you want to let us know what you think. We are all up on Twitter and Snapchat um, and Facebook. Uh, so let us know. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, should we try to answer a few more questions before we have to go? Yeah. How long have we been doing this? Uh, 35, 40 minutes at this point. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's one that doesn't have to, quite have to do with love, but uh, is from a lady. Okay. How about Mitzi? Mitzi. Mitzi was our girl in Washington, D.C. She showed us around. She showed us the ropes. The hookup. She, uh, she works with HeadGum, our podcast network, uh, and it was great to finally meet her. Mitzi, rightsy. Uh, I was in the bathroom listening to music on my phone, and I accidentally knocked it into the toilet. I immediately fished it out, and it is now in a bag of rice, and I'm praying that it will be magically okay soon. It's an iPhone 4 that I bought secondhand for $70 a few months ago. Really, my question is, what do I do if it doesn't survive? I have the money for a new phone, but I really don't 
want to spend it seeing as I'm working a minimum wage job to save up for university. I'm in my last year of high school. But now that I have had an iPhone, there's no going back to a grotty Android. Yuck. And I need a phone for obvious reasons. I'm in a panic and I can't think straight. Help. P.S. Please come to New Zealand. I would love to go to New Zealand. Yeah, that'd be really fun, actually. Yeah. Uh, done. If we go back, we're talking about going back to Australia. Yeah, we got to go back their summer, our winter. Yeah. And with, when we do that, uh, I say we make a push to go to New Zealand. Smart. Anyway, uh, you had an iPhone 4. four. Yeah. Honey. Honey. <laughs> You didn't have a nice. <laughs> you did yourself a favor, sweetheart. <laughs> I flush all of my th- anything less than a five SE is going down the toilet. Yeah, and that's on purpose because I am wiping my ass with old phones. Right, and you have to. Know I that. actually have a very bad plumbing problem. Yep, I actually shit Android. Really, I have a very bad gastrointestinal problem. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, there's a Galaxy Note S4 coming out of your butthole. Very ill. Yeah, I eat. The <laughs> oh, Galaxy. you have to eat. S5s. Phones. Oh. And they digest, they break down. And that's a little how bit. they come out of your butthole. Mm-hmm. So you're not shoving it up there and spitting it out. Nope. I it swallow is a phone whole. And then I shit it out. Whole. Often whole. Often whole. Sometimes uh, not. Some, of your hole. Yep. And my thankfully my anus is shaped like a it's a slot a large coin slot it's a large slot right yes. i was gonna say it's like you look like a mundo you look mundo. like an upside down piggy bank oh, good here, sir. oh here it comes oh my god you are giving birth to a oh oh, oh it's a galaxy it's a note it's a full wow. tablet Uh oh hey, here comes the stylus <laughs> oh sorry about that one uh, and i'm sorry about your phone yeah have you ever dropped a phone in the toilet? Never dropped a phone in the toilet. Dropped a phone twice on the pavement and had it shatter. Ever have a get it wet and do the rice thing? I... It's I, the most commonly known trick, I feel like. Everyone knows about the rice tip. Actually, we made a rice joke in The Lonely and Horny. That's right. In the cold open, I so, dropped my phone in the pool. I don't talk anymore about it, but you guys should go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's the theory there, that the rice absorbs the moisture? Um... I, yeah, the more that's a what? great MythBusters to see if that's actually a thing. When I was uh, dealing weed in high school, nice dude. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, sometimes yeah, it would, I would get it. It would be super, super dry, like a dank, sticky, or not like that dank, kush. Not sticky, like it would be like arid, like a like tumbleweed. <laughs> oh, like a crispy and nobody leaf? wants. To, yeah, nobody wants weed that is that's like, like tobacco. That. They're like. It kind of feels like, what the fuck are you giving me? Yeah. So there were these tricks, and uh, we, I would put in an orange peel uh-huh. into the bag <laughs> okay. and leave it for an hour. And then when when I came back, uh, it, maybe it was overnight, but anyway, the orange peel, the rind was just like super dry, and the weed was wet. Oh, so it almost like moistened the other leaves. And I mean, what do you do when you cook rice? I, maybe it's not true, I guess. But like, yeah, you rice put absorbs, a little orange peel in it. Well, instead uh, you of put water it. in there, and then the rice absorbs the water. You're right. So you surround the, the the watery phone with rice, and the rice absorbs the water from the phone. Yeah, and then the phone becomes super dry. You put it in the bag with a little bit of a peel. Suddenly, it gets a little wet and citrusy. And then you can sell that to the kids that live down the street for $15, $20 a gram. I love, I love that. And if the average phone weighs, what, six, six fluid ounces? I mean, yeah. uh, so uh, let's see here. Um 
There's no going back to a grotty Android. That seems like a bad. A lot of people like Android. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, I, I guess I understand what you're saying because there's to me, there's no going back to a grotty iPhone four. Yeah, so grotty. Uh, what if it doesn't survive? I think a phone is the one thing you need more than anything else. I was asking someone the other day, "Would you rather lose your phone or your wallet?" Mm. What do you think? What What would you say to that? I guess your wallet, which has cash credit cards your license basically everything that's not your phone i think i might rather lose my phone actually see i said wallet because your wallet everything is annoying to replace but replaceable so is your phone no because your phone has like information on it that seems very like compromisable and it also i don't know what the fuck i have on the cloud so i don't know like what my photos they can erase i mean they can restore your phone even while you don't have it but I'm not on the cloud. So there's a lot of shit on here that's just gone when I lose my phone. Uh, photos, for example. Yeah. Well, a lot I, of photos. And then like re-downloading everything and resetting everything up seems more painful to me than just being like, hey, American Express, send me a new card. Right. But I guess I have a lot of cards that I would have to track down. I'd have to get... I would rather do everything... Dig- this is such a boring <laughs> discussion for us to be having, but I guess maybe it's kind of interesting. Uh, I I'd rather do everything digitally than like email my my health insurance and have them send me a new like and just wait for mail to come. Getting mail is very <laughs> nobody wants mail. Just like waiting for letters and packages and then like opening the cards, putting them back in. I, I would rather just also the like, price of a wallet is less than the price of a phone. Just think about it as pure monetary thing. I thought you were saying. I I guess out of i'm thinking pure convenience right well it's convenience of cash and also time and effort i think replacing a wallet is easier and less uh costly than replacing a phone well i guess that much is obvious what a phone costs six hundred dollars <laughs> but who knows I how much we were... cards cash the actual wallet itself how much do you th- like how much cash are you carry six hundred dollars i think if it's if it's monetarily the exact same which is what i was assuming <laughs> okay uh, then I would rather lose my wallet. But if it's, yeah, if it's just my current wallet or throw yeah, my yeah. phone down. That's right. I'm talking about your two things that are currently in your pockets right now. You have to throw one of them into a shredder. Which one do you get rid of? Oh, my wallet. It's way less expensive. <laughs> but what about replacing everything? It'd be annoying, but it would save me $400. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather lose my wallet than my phone. Oh, wait. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. said you'd rather lose your phone. Well, I'm saying I I feel like you didn't give me the entire scope of the <laughs> scenario. All right, in a in reality as you know it today, I thought we were doing it in a vacuum. Like what's you to me? You made it seem like it was uh, it was like which one's more convenient to lose? Okay, so not now like that which you one know. Is, is more like yeah, which one's more expensive? Not expensive. <laughs> You're holding two things, right? Your phone and your wallet. Right. You got to throw one of them into the Grand Canyon, never see it again. Yes. Which one would you do? And I have to deal with the very real consequences of <laughs> Keep in mind, this isn't a vacuum. We're, we're an entire vacuum. Of course, vacuum. I would rather get lose my wallet. With all the contents inside of it? Yes. Yes. I don't have any cash. <laughs> I mean, we're, this is, this, I feel like the scenario you turned it into has nothing to do. Turned it into? I was asking you that the whole time. (laughs) I didn't turn it into anything. (laughs) 
But now you're asking me a question of which is more expensive. No, no, I'm not. Forget it's not, that. It's not a convenience question because I'm not doing either of this out of convenience. I'm doing it solely to save money. You're not doing it anything at all. It's just a hypothetical question. I thought we were going to get rid of my phone or wallet at the end of this conversation. I'm about to dump it into a fucking pool, for Christ's sake. Uh, so what should this lady in New Zealand do? Uh, her question is, what do I do if it doesn't survive? I really think you figure out a way to scrounge up the money and get yourself a new phone. $70 US. Yeah, that's not an insane amount of money. You know, Jeff had a good idea uh, for getting a free old phone on Twinovation. Oh, um, signing up for Uber Eats? Yeah, maybe there's, maybe, uh, there's, if there's Uber Eats in your, uh, or Uber in general, any ride-sharing program, if that exists in New Zealand, they'll give you a free phone. Yeah. That's yours to have. And do you have to drive yeah sure legally technically of course right. I, I think the the jury's still out on if jeff's gonna be in trouble for <laughs> stealing yeah phone. so maybe this is bad advice but at the same time it is advice there's ways to get phones that's true um yeah you got you're a slick person you could hustle i know it yeah come on mitzi the the re, the truest answer is that you you're very upset you need the phone you have to find a way to get the phone back <laughs> You need that phone. You better hope to God. And let us know, because this email was sent two days ago. Yeah. So please do let us know if that uh, if the rice trick worked. Keep it in the rice for as long as it takes. Uh, and if your phone's feeling a little dry, do that orange peel trick, too. And mm. It's just a cute little way of making your device smell like a nice little citrus. Yeah, if you over-dry it. Uh, vitamin C for you and your phone. Uh, all right. Now we're out of time. Now we got to post this shit. Let's get this shit online. Thank uh, you all very much for your patience. Thanks for coming out to the shows. If you did, big shout to Ben, Dave, Allison, and to the cities of D.C., <laughs> Brooklyn, Boston, and Pistol Wave in New Haven, the 203Z. Let's go, my alma mater <laughs> of Yale University. We are the Yale Bulldogs. Hi-ho, through and through. A what, gentleman what? always says hello to you and you and yours and yours and hers and hers and his. The opening theme song was written by MCMR. Remember that, Rapster? Yeah. And then the closing one is written by Caleb. If you have your own questions, your own theme song submissions, your own anythings, uh, send it on over. To if I were you show at gmail.com. Um, and again, thank you to everybody that's watched our new web series, Lonely and Horny. We we did this for you guys, so we're glad you're enjoying it so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New episodes coming out on Friday. Uh, all right. Good night. Goodbye. Peace.
Chat was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>